Hello and welcome to our pilot of our working title, Storytime with Papa. Uh, I'm Ken, joined by my grandfather Ron. And you're someone who's lived an eventful life, uh, someone who has served in the Army, was a race car driver from what I remember, worked a number of jobs from electrician, truck driver, police officer, just to name a few, traveled all across the country, and are widely known uh, as a great storyteller from your friends and family. So we figured that we'd try to document this our, the best way we knew how. Um, and to start with our first episode, I'd like to hear the infamous tomahawk story that I always hear about. <laughs> the tomahawk story. Um, this goes back to when your grandmother, Laurel, and I were doing historical reenactment. And we would do, it started out with doing Civil War, um, everything revolved around some kind of a war. Civil War, Revolutionary War, War of 1812, French and Indian War. In any case, when we started doing mid-1700s, either uh, fur trade era or uh, War of 18, or I'm not, I'm sorry, not War of 1812, it would have been uh, French and Indian War. Uh, we would go once a year to a, what they called a trade show where they would have everything from knives, guns, uh, pots and pans, um, leather gear, uh, moccasins, wool, um, all kinds of different clothing, just stuff that you would need if you're going to do reenacting in a, an appropriate way. In any case, we had gone to one of these trade shows on a Saturday down in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And during the time we were there, we bought several things. And one of the things that I bought was a new tomahawk. I bought a tomahawk and I also bought uh, some cooking irons. Cooking irons uh, were used to make uh, um, for lack of a better term, a little tripod if you were backpacking out into the woods and you needed something to hang a pot over a fire. And these particular cooking irons were very sharp and they were small because you wanted to be able to get them into a backpack. The tomahawk was razor sharp, um, really nice axe. In any case, we brought them home and uh, I put them in the house on my dresser in the bedroom and then your grandmother and I went out that Saturday night and we had uh, some friends that we went to party with at a local bar. We got home late. It was probably about one o'clock in the morning, 1.30 when we got home and um, we were getting ready for bed and your grandmother was in the bathroom getting ready for bed, brushing her teeth. and I was down to my jeans, I was getting undressed, and as I'm getting undressed, I'd taken my shoes and socks off, and I looked over at the dresser, and I saw the tomahawk and the cooking irons laying there that I'd placed earlier in the evening. And I realized that you and uh, your mom and, and your siblings might be coming over that next day, that Sunday, and that... They, you could wander up there. You were really little at the time. 
and um, that I needed to pick up that tomahawk and those cooking irons and put them away so that you didn't get hurt on them. So I reached out and I grabbed the tomahawk and then instead of moving it to my left hand and then picking up the cooking irons, I tried to do the uh, deal where you're still hanging onto the tomahawk but you're going to use like your ring finger and your little finger to snag the cooking irons. And in the process of trying to do that, the tomahawk slipped out of my hand and it's as it, it's amazing how fast the human mind can work because I realized immediately that if that tomahawk hit that carpeting with the blade down that as sharp as it was it was going to put a cut in your grandmother's carpet and I couldn't allow that <laughs> and I instinctively reached for the tomahawk and the tomahawk immediately sliced my index finger open on my right hand and and the tomahawk hit the floor fortunately um, it didn't damage the carpet but it certainly damaged my finger <laughs> and it's amazing how when you're really hurt or you have something severe happen to you you don't even need a medical person to tell you that you're hurt I knew instantly that that finger had a deep cut and it was right across the first knuckle toward the end of my index finger and I and it started to bleed immediately and I scooped up the tomahawk quickly put it back on the dresser and I'm thinking as I'm looking at it the blood is gushing out of my finger and running down my hand and I grabbed my hand by my wrist and I'm thinking to myself, I don't want Laurel to know that I just did a stupid thing. I'm going to quickly go downstairs to our bathroom down there, and I'm going to bandage this up, and she'll never be the wiser. Well, I only made a few steps across the bedroom floor before I realized the blood was running over my hand that was now my left hand that was on my right wrist and it was headed toward my elbow and I realized I was going to leave a blood trail down <laughs> the steps and I didn't want that to happen either. So thinking quickly I stuck my index finger in my mouth and I scampered down the stairway. Well by the time I got to the bottom of the stairway my mouth was now full of blood and it was running out of my no mouth, out of my nose, uh, into my beard, and, and still headed down my arm and I was going to leave a blood trail. So I, I ran as quickly as I could to the downstairs bathroom. And when I got to the sink, I, I spit everything in the sink. And now it looked like I slaughtered a goat in the downstairs sink because it was full of blood everywhere. And I'm, I'm got blood on my arm and I got blood on my other hand. I got blood everywhere. And I, I'm thinking, okay, okay. Don't get excited, just calm down here. We can figure this out. So I, I quickly turned the water on and I'm rinsing off my arm and my hand and, and it's just bleeding terribly. And I'm thinking to myself, how can I possibly bandage this up? This is bleeding a lot more than I anticipated. So I got some gauze and I got some tape and I got some toilet paper, that's it. I grabbed some toilet paper and I got a bunch of that and I wadded it up around my finger and I closed my right hand into a fist. All right, now 
I've got to unwrap the gauze and I've got to unwrap the tape with my left hand. Unfortunately, I'm incredibly right-handed dominant. I, I am, I just, I've got a left hand, I just don't use it a lot. So I'm fumbling around with this. I'm thinking, there's no one else in the house that can help me here. Well, the dog was there, but he wouldn't help me. He wouldn't <laughs> lift a paw to help me. So I'm trying to think to myself, how can I do this? So um, I try to get the gauze and the tape, and I can't get it. And then even if I could, I can't get the tape cut. And there's only one other person in the house that can help me. So I, I, I get some more toilet paper and I wet it and I clean off my chest and get as much of the blood off of me as I possibly can because the only other person that can help me in the house is your grandmother. And I'm trying to look like I'm normal. <laughs> so I get cleaned up as best I can and I take the gauze and I take the tape and I head back upstairs and I get up to the top of the stairs and she's got the door partially closed and I go, Han, uh, I, uh, I need a little help. And she goes, oh, okay, come in here. So I go in and she said, what happened? And I said, well, I nicked myself a little bit on the tomahawk. She said, you nicked yourself? I said, yeah. She said, Ron Towns, is this gonna make me sick? <laughs> I said, no, no, no. I'm thinking by this time, it po can't possibly still be bleeding as bad as it was downstairs because I've, I've had this toilet paper on there for a long time now and I've had a tight fist going, so I'm going, there's no way this bad boy is going to still be bleeding that bad. She said, well, let's look at it. So I take off the toilet paper over the sink and poof, now it looks like I've slaughtered a goat in the upstairs sink. Uh, there's blood everywhere. She goes, oh my God. And I'm, oh, it's okay, it's okay, you know. I just, just put some gauze and some tape on it, it'll be fine. And we're running it under the water, and the water coming out on the bottom is just red. And she goes, no, you got to go to the hospital. You're going to need stitches. And I'm going, no, no, it, it, it's, not, I can't, it's not that bad. Just bandage it up, it'll be fine. She goes, Ron, you've got to have stitches. So... At 2 o'clock in the morning, I put my shirt back on with my wad of toilet paper in my hand, and off to the emergency room we go. So when we get there, the young lady processing us in is trying to get your information, your insurance company, your name, all that good stuff. And she goes, well, well what, what did you cut this on? I said, on a tomahawk. She goes, tomahawk? I said, yeah. She said, what do you mean? I said, a tomahawk, you know, like an axe. Really? I said, yeah. She said, oh, how do you spell that? I said, T-O-M, a hawk. I don't know. Just, just phonetically spell it, whatever. She said, are you from the reservation? I said, no, we're not from the <laughs> reservation. I she goes, okay, well, she does me, she gets me all processed in and everything. And finally I get in there and the doctor comes in. And he's a young guy, you know, he's uh, probably doing his internship or whatever. And he looks at my finger and he goes, wow, that is a really nice looking wound. I said, well, thank you. <laughs> I do some of my best work in the early morning hours. 
And he said, well, how did you do that? I said, well, I cut it on a tomahawk. And he said, a tomahawk? I said, yeah. He said, I don't believe I've ever worked on a tomahawk wound before. I said, well, after today, you won't be able to say that because that was done on a tomahawk. He said, well, <laughs> normally we call the police when we have wounds like this in this time of the night. I said, I am the police. He said, what? I said, I'm a cop. He goes, are you serious? I said, my wallet's in my other, my right pocket. I can't get to it with my left hand, but I could show you my credentials if you want to see them. He said, well, okay, never mind. We won't call the police. I said, well, that's nice. I'd be kind of embarrassing if somebody showed up I know. He said, uh, well, we're going to have to stitch that up. I said, all right. Well, then he starts with the, with the shot thing, right? Well, the shot thing hurt worse than the cut ever did, all right? I don't know what it is about the stuff that they stick in there to numb it. They need to put some stuff on it to numb it before they <laughs> numb it because when they put that needle in there and start with that, giving you that shot, that really stings. Now, let me tell you. So he does a really nice job. He stitched it all up for me. And in fact, today you can still kind of faintly see the scar, but he did an excellent job because he was planning on being a cosmetic surgeon at some point. Mm -hmm. So he did a beautiful job, I want to tell you. Um, but he gets done, and he's going to put one of them big, uh, what I, they're a plastic kind of sleeve they fit over your finger mm -hmm. to keep you from bending, see. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. Um, you, when you're done with this thing, uh, you, you're going to put that big clunky thing over there? He goes, yeah. Yes. I say, you can't do that. He goes, well, I, I have to do that. I said, no, no. See, that's my trigger finger. And if you do that, I can't work because I need that finger. I can't work without that finger. And he goes, well... I'm sorry, but, you know, we've got to immobilize that finger. You'd tear it back open. I said, well, all right, wait. Can you can you fix it so it's the end of my finger is bent? He goes, no, it'll stay like that. I said, if you make it straight, I can't work. Cause he said, well, can't you use one of your other fingers? I said, no, no. I qualified with that finger right there. That's the only finger I can use. He said, can you use your left hand? No, I didn't qualify with my left hand. I qualified with my right hand, and I need that finger. He said, well, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be able to use that finger. So he gets done, puts the big clunky thing on, and the moral of the story is, other than don't try to grab a tomahawk when it's falling toward the floor, um, the moral of the story is, is that... Uh, I guess the uplog would be that I didn't work for two weeks because of a tomahawk wound on my trigger finger. And the moral of the story is be careful with tomahawks, especially when you've been drinking and it's early in the morning. That is the infamous tomahawk story. Thank you very much. <laughs>